listening to On the Right Road. Get ready to experience extraordinary real-life inspiration and discover valuable tools to help kids find and travel the right road in school and in life. And now, here's your award-winning host, author, singer-songwriter, producer, humanitarian, and founder of Right Road Kids, it's Paula Phillips. Right Road! Hello, everyone, and welcome to On the Right Road. I'm your host, Paula Phillips, and as always, I've got something good and positive and wonderful to say and share with you all this evening. You know, I think more than ever, we need to hear and share the good and the positive. I think it's very meaningful and important that we're all here together to share those things this evening. I mean, what a week, what a year so far. (laughs) I don't think any of us could ever have imagined 2020 the way it's all happened and happening. There's just so much pain in our country and in the world everywhere we look. It's hard to even know what to say or what to do to help. There's just so much happening and so much involved in everything that's happening. And through it all, the thing that I've found is the best thing to do, I think, is to always keep focusing on what you can do to help and on sharing one act of love and kindness at a time. So tonight, I'm dedicating every moment of this show to doing just that, filling every minute with love and kindness. And we've actually had this particular episode scheduled for a while now. It was originally planned for early April, but we postponed that date while work and social distancing guidelines for the radio station were being put in place during the initial coronavirus time. Uh, But the timing of my guest being here tonight is truly serendipitous. I am so, so glad every single one of you is here with me this evening. So together we can really take like a collective deep breath with the end of the school year and the beginning of summer upon us and everything going on. And together, we can really look at what we can do during difficult times and always to continue sharing the good and living a life of serendipity and love, no matter what's going on around us. And because tonight's all about love, kindness, and giving, and and that very interesting and special word serendipity in life and in education, of course, you know I have tons of wonderful giveaways for you this evening, as always. And I'll announce all of the recipients from all of tonight's live and pre-show giveaways on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon. So make sure to check for that big recipient announcement post. And you guys note that because of ongoing school closures and the fact that really summer is now upon us, we'll be mailing all the gifts from tonight's show out to the recipients at their home addresses the week of June 22nd. So they should arrive by the end of the month. And you do not need to send us your home address now just to make sure to check the recipient announcement post on Tuesday on our Right Road Kids Facebook page so you know how to respond if you're a recipient, okay? So here's tonight's first fantastic giveaway for you. Of course, it's open to all educators in the United States listening to On the Right Road right now. And first, before I share what it is, I want to make sure to mention tonight's code word. Tonight's word, especially for those of you who are not familiar Tonight's code word is the word serendipity. And what you're going to do 
is just make sure that you're close to our Right Road Kids Facebook page, that it's up and ready, okay? And then refresh it each time I mention one of the giveaways. This one is not posted yet because I haven't shared all about it. And then the easy entry details are going to be right there in each giveaway post. But also, make sure to type in tonight's code word serendipity on each of the giveaways that you enter tonight, okay? Because that lets me know that you're listening and it officially enters you, okay? So for this first giveaway this evening, I have, I'm so excited about this, I have 10 awesomely fun summer totes filled, jam-packed, with new school supplies, the totes are a really nice size and so colorful and fun. They're perfect for summer and for bringing lots of smiles to your classroom during this school year. So there will be a total of 10 teacher recipients for this giveaway, and each is going to receive one of the super summery and smiley teacher totes with all the supplies that are going to be pictured in the giveaway post. So to enter... Uh, just go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page right at 5.07 or 8.07 if you're Eastern. So one more minute and it's going to post. Just go right there while you're listening. Just refresh the page. Again, just follow the simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post. And remember to type tonight's code word serendipity as part of your entry comment. Okay. This one will be open until just after the end of the show, till 6.30 p.m. Pacific, 9.30 Eastern tonight, and we'll announce the 10 recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon. Special thanks to Nair and to Lori Stinas and our Keller Williams real estate team and to Mo Anderson on behalf of Keller Williams and her beautiful A Joy-Filled Life book for helping to make this awesome giveaway possible. And I think you know this is just the first of the wonderful summer-themed giveaways I'll have throughout the whole show for you tonight. So keep our Right Road Kids Facebook page close and ready. And I just noticed it's right at 07, so that giveaway should be posted right now, so make sure to check it out. And just a quick note that if you're not listening live tonight, Sunday, June 7th, 2020, tonight's giveaways will, of course, be closed after that. So now... I actually think that it's wonderfully serendipitous that I get to introduce you all to my very special guest this evening. Her name is Allison Apsey, and serendipity is truly the perfect word for the timing of our connection. Wait until you hear all of the amazing connecting points related to tonight's program. And and as an introduction to her, Allison is a 20-plus year educational leader and mom of two boys of her own. She's taught many grade levels, is now a beloved school principal, the author of five awesome books, and a sought-after national speaker who spreads sunshine and serendipity wherever she goes. She also has done a fantastic TED Talk and has a website and blog called Serendipity and Education, and her main passions in life are choosing to look for the gift in everything, even in challenges and hardships, and and being a light to others to help find that gift too. I mean, talk about perfect for this evening's show. Allison is just a remarkably special and gifted human being, and I am so thrilled to welcome her to On the Right Road. Welcome, Allison. Thank you so much, Paula. Thank you for that very generous introduction. I am thrilled to be here with you tonight. Oh, I just, I feel like, again, the timing of this is so perfect. I feel like we have so much goodness and light and positivity to share. 
So I'm going to just jump right in because I literally have pages of questions for you here. Um, So I want to start, you know, speaking of challenges, right? It's kind of the word that summarizes 2020. Just kind of on a personal and professional level, how are you doing in light of the last few months that have really, maybe even forever, kind of changed the way we now need to live and teach? It certainly has. And I'm blessed. My family is healthy, and I like them, so hanging out with them for the past <laughs> few months have, has been just fine. It's been, it's been lovely in so many ways, so I'm, I'm very, very thankful. And it, it has rocked my world, just like it's rocked everyone's world. And, it's, you know, I think when we get back to, uh, you know, quote, normal, yeah. I hope that we take some of the lessons that we've learned during this time and then apply them. You know, for instance, just thinking about there's a lot of things I thought I needed pre-COVID-19. I needed these things in my life and I don't, I don't need them. I could choose to pick them back up, but my pace has slowed down significantly and that's been such a blessing and, and I'm not going to try to reinsert everything that was in my life before you know, once we get back to normal, I'm going to be very careful about what I choose to allow to come back in. Well, and it's so interesting because that's one of the things that I wanted to ask you because I, like you, I always try to look for silver linings no matter what's going on. I mean, in addition to what you just shared, Allison, have you had any other kind of key serendipitous moments or maybe even revelations specific, maybe specifically related to education over the last few months? And not only during the pandemic, but now also this week with all that's happening with the high tensions and the riots and everything that's just so raw and at the forefront right now. One of the, the things I knew was important as an educational leader is connection. And my, my job, first and foremost, is to be connected with staff, to support staff so that they can do their very best work for students because right. I'm the only one who's going to be taking care of them. They're taking care of the students. The students don't need me as much. And that's a challenge when you can't be together. And just getting creative and, and trying to figure out ways to connect with staff members and also find out how they're doing making sure that I'm supporting them in, in whatever individual way they need that support. Right. Uh, it was a challenge. Um, but I also I learned some new skills, like using Zoom. <laughs> and um, they learned new skills. And I think we all have just recognized, all, all more so, how important it is to continue to be connected even when we can't be together. Right. Relationships. That's, you know, it's interesting because we've been, I think as a whole in education, we've been talking about how that needs to come back to the forefront. And maybe in this crazy backwards way, it's allowed us kind of to to make that happen. And like you shared a few minutes ago, I do hope and pray that we can all keep those kind of revelations that we've come to realize at the forefront and not let them slip back into oblivion. You know, once things do start to open up and gosh, I'm hoping next school year, the kids can at least be in on the school campuses part-time. You know, there's just so yeah. many changes going on. I, we're all kind of in the same boat just with our heads spinning right now. But again, I hope we can take those wonderful things, those good things with us through the rest of life's journey. So now here's something that I... 
I really want to hear from your perspective, Allison, because when you look up the definition of serendipity, and that's kind of our theme or our topic for tonight, it usually says something like, and I'm going to quote here from the dictionary, the occurrence of and development of events by chance in a happier, beneficial way, or an unplanned fortunate discovery. A big focus in both of those definitions being on chance and unplanned. But your definitions seems to really include a big focus on choice. So what is your definition of serendipity, Allison? So serendipity is defined as a happy accident. And I think that so many things we go through in life contain happy accidents if we look for them. Yes. And I'm talking about our deepest sorrows to joys beyond our imagination and everything in between, COVID-19 included. If we look for the gifts that are embedded in everything we go through, we'll find them. They, they are there. And at, at the very least, we can learn empathy for someone else going through a similar situation. That's at a a very minimum. And so often there are um, much deeper, even lessons that we can glean from our experiences. So that's my definition of serendipity is more like a mindset where if we go about our life looking for beautiful lessons and happy accidents and everything we experience, we are going to live richer, more fulfilled, and happier lives. Well, and like you just said, I think the key there is that you have to look for them. You have to be looking for those moments of specialness and magic and, and you do see them all over if you're looking for them. It's just, it's hard to explain, but it's, it's truth. Uh, so how did this, how did serendipity become this key focus at what really seems to be like a theme in your life? It, it couldn't is. have just, like, popped into your, your mind one day. I mean, did something happen that, you know? Yes, a movie was released called Serendipity in 2001, starring John Cusack and Kate Beckinsale. And I, I remember that movie, The Glove! Yeah, it's so cute. Um, and I just, I loved the idea of happy accidents. I just, it really stuck with me. And I happened to be teaching 7th and 8th grade students and I was about to teach them a character education class and I didn't want to call it character education. And we are also teaching them William Glasser's choice theory. I didn't want to call it choice theory because I thought, you know, they might, you know, put their noses up immediately when they hear, Oh, it's character education. Oh, it's choice theory. I wanted to create some intrigue and, and interest in the class. And I had just seen the movie serendipity. So I called the class serendipity and we really like, with those 7th and 8th graders, you know, back in 2001, we dove into the idea of looking for happy accidents. And, and I, they wrote in serendipity journals and wrote back and forth to me, and that's included in, in one of the books that we're going to talk about. But that's really the origin. And then I started my blog in 2015, and I was, I remember the day I was standing next to my secretary, and I'm like, I'm starting this blog, and, you know, I love the idea of serendipity, it's kind of a theme in my life, and I was thinking of calling my blog Serendipity in Education. Is that dumb? Do you think? What do you think? And she's like, oh, no, I like it. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going for it. And so that was just, you know, embracing the theme in my life even more when I started the blog and, and writing about it, and then that, that led to the books. Oh, I, it's amazing what happens when you're open to those moments. Mm-hmm. 
Oh my gosh, I'm getting chills. Well, now it, this this is another interesting thing because right before the show, you and I were talking. Um, you know, like your mom had ovarian cancer, my mom has it too, and this is hard for me to talk about. But you know, from reading your books and hearing you share in your TED talk, it sounds like the time your mom was going through her illness was really a key time in your life for diving even deeper into how powerful serendipity can be, even through hardships in life. And, you know, I, I want to ask you about this with all the love and compassion in my heart because I think, mm. you know, what you share will be ama- an amazing blessing for so many who are hurting right now. So what did you learn from seeing your mom go through her illness and through and, and through eventually losing her? You know, I, when, when she was sick and we knew that she wasn't going to be around much longer, I decided that I wanted to become a better person for having walked alongside her in that journey. I felt like she deserved me to be better. I was incredibly sad. And, and um, Paul, I know this is really um, close to your heart right now, too, with yeah. what you're going through with your mom. And, and I'm going to hold her in my heart and, and you guys in, in my prayers because it is a roller coaster. Thank you. Yes. And, and so that idea of becoming better, having walked alongside my mom as she, as she went through that journey, then I think that really translated into, all right, what am I learning from this? And then that's the, the beautiful lessons that are embedded in that really horrifying experience, really. And it takes a lot of reflection, and I think that's key. Like COVID-19, we can come out of COVID-19 better than when we entered, but it takes reflection and self-evaluation and really thinking about being very deliberate about, you know, what do I want to reintroduce back into my life and what don't I want to reintroduce back into my life? And that that happened during my mom's illness too, just a lot of reflecting and self-evaluating and just being so grateful that I had her for, you know, 36 years Um, and then figuring out how am I going to apply this to my life so I can use it to serve others in the best way I can. I love that. I love through any difficult situation thinking, focusing on how can I become a better person through this instead of focusing on the negative, focus on that. That's beautiful. Uh, You know, my son had an experience, believe it or not, in addition to my mom having cancer, my husband's father has cancer. So my son is sitting here with two grand, beloved grandparents with cancer. My my husband's father's in the hospital right now uh, going through a very hard time. Oh. And so in my long story short, he used to play for the with Roberto Clemente with the Pirates. Um, oh, my wow. my my father-in-law was um, in the farm league but he played with him and he knew him and so he's a baseball guy and my son has has that talent for baseball and and um, my son has been struggling you know because Abuelito is like his shining light for baseball he's always there watching him and so my son's like I, I it's hard for me to play right now it's hard for me to practice and my husband and I have been telling him you know what think of Abuelito if he sees you sitting here just being sad it's going to make him sad. But if he sees pictures of you or sees, you know, knows that you're out there doing what you love and what he loves watching you lo- do most, that's going to fill him with joy. 
whether he's when he's an angel or whether he's still on earth with us. And that's changed my son's outlook. How can I be a better person? Just like what you were saying, how can I be the best person I can be in honor of that person? I love that. Oh, my gosh. So, And what a beautiful lesson for your son to learn in such so a young. difficult way. Oh, right. Yes. But, right. I mean, those are, those are lessons that are going to stick with him and help him, um, you know, find joy and in, in a fulfilled life as, as he moves forward. Exactly. And I, I think that's what a gift that all of us as educators and parents, we can give our kids through this crazy 2020 that's going on, whatever the situation may be. I think I love your idea of having a serendipity class. You know, maybe even if a a teacher has a a third grade class where they're not going to have a a complete class dedicated to that, instead of calling, okay, we're going to do character development time, let's do serendipity time. You know, maybe Mm -hmm. this can be something that teachers can really build in to the school year to come. Now that we've got the summer upon us, we have time to reflect and really, because it, it might be a hybrid situation where we still have a lot of online stuff, but you can still build it in the classroom too. Oh my gosh, my mind's just, this is awesome. Oh, I okay. love that. I love that. Right? I mean, imagine the value of conversations in a classroom where, you know, a teacher is guiding students. Let's, let's think about happy accidents. What, right. what beautiful lessons have you learned and, and how much, um, you know, students could grow. That, that's character education, right? Right. That's social, emotional learning. Oh, I love it. Well, and tying into this, um, you know, I I remember reading somewhere as I was preparing for our interview tonight, our time together, that you said that your first year of teaching was just traumatic, that it was just so hard. And, you know, for all the educators listening out there who've had a hard first year and a hard second year and a hard this year. <laughs> You know, any any um, uplifting words you can say just relating to serendipity and that experience that you went through with your challenges your first year teaching? Yeah, I was I was horrible. I was almost fired oh, after that first oh. year of teaching. It was so bad. And, and I, I entered a, a teaching situation uh, midway through the year. So I entered in December and the school oh. used William Glasser's choice theory. So no rewards and no punishments. And I had done my student teaching in a very traditional classroom. I had no idea how to manage a classroom without rewards or punishments. So I learned a lot of lessons the hard way that first year. And it was remarkable the difference the second year went because I really worked hard to create a need-satisfying classroom so that students were able to meet their needs within the functions of what I was asking them to do that second year where they were trying to meet those needs that first year, same, very same needs, but it was in conflict with what I was asking them to do. So right. I'm trying to lead the cl- a, a class discussion, and they're having side conversations, and I couldn't control them. So I figured out that second year, like, how can I empower them, give them opportunities to connect and meet their needs for, for power, for love, for belonging, for freedom within what I'm asking them to do in the classroom. And that made a huge difference, like night and day difference between my first year and my second year. Well, and again, you didn't let it stop you. You let you you took the time for reflection and you figured out how to tweak it to make it work. I think that's the key with anything. Well, and you keep, right? 
Right? And you keep mentioning this uh, choice theory, which from what I understand shares that everyone has, and this is so interesting, it's fascinating, everyone has five basic needs, those needs being belonging, freedom, power, fun, and survival. And basically what it means is that everything a person does, every choice a person makes, is to meet one of those five needs. And I absolutely love how you present this for kids in your book, The Serendipity Journal. It's for middle grades, but I think everybody should read this thing. And you also share about it in your book, The Path to Serendipity. It seems like this choice theory can be very helpful, like it was for you, for teachers to understand and remember in terms of dealing with kids and admin and parents, especially when things are rough. You know, it, it sounds like, could you share a little bit more so that everybody understands how this can really be a blessing uh, for teachers and principals and everyone in education? Yeah, you did a great job introducing it and, and hit the nail on the head with that all of our, our Dr. William Glasser um, taught us that all of our behavior is purposeful. It's not personal. And he defined that as we're, we're behaving to meet one or more of our five basic needs and those basic needs that you mentioned of freedom, belonging, power, um, survival, and what did I miss? Fun. <laughs> right, we're, right. We're always behaving to meet one or more of those five basic needs. And that doesn't just include students. It also includes us. Yes. And I think where, where true learning really has to begin is within. So, it, it, and I do write about, um, well, Dr. Glasser wrote many books so, um, on choice theory, and, and lots of others have too. But the, those concepts are included in the path to serendipity, and then also in, in the follow-up um, teacher PD book, Through the Lens of Serendipity. And, you know, it's really timely, like you mentioned, because we know when students come back to school in the fall, they're going to have, their social-emotional needs are going to be bigger than ever because of right. what happened this year. COVID-19, that was a traumatic event. Like, to go to school one day and then and everything's normal and then go back to school the next day and find out that we're not coming back. Like, that is traumatic for students. I mean, it was traumatic for us as adults, too. And right. traumatic event or trauma events don't have to be traumatic if we have an adult who serves as a buffer for a child. So I don't think my, my 13 year old suffered COVID-19 as a traumatic event, Um, but he still is going to have, there's going to be lingering consequences when he goes back to school in the fall. And it's going to be different for kindergarten students than it is, you know, for eighth graders and everywhere in between. If we focus on relationships and making our classrooms, whether they're virtual or in person, need satisfying for our students. If we help them meet those five basic needs, they're, they're going to be able to do their best learning because they don't have to worry about meeting their need for belonging or power because you're embedding that into the classroom. They can oh really my focus in on digging into learning. This is, this is key. This is so helpful. Well, and to piggyback with that, another huge thing that you highlight in your book, The Serendipity Journal, that's the chapter book, and again, in your, your, you know, you do it in a way where kids can really understand and where adults can really understand what kids are going through. So the second kind of huge revelation that I've had with all of this is that you dive into goals and the importance of setting. And I have never heard this before, so I want to make sure I'm saying this correctly. It's S-A-M-I-C goals. Uh, 
SAMIC standing for simple, attainable, measurable, immediate, and contingent only upon yourself. This is something else that I think is key in how all of us look to the coming school year. Where did this brilliant way of looking at goals come from, and what does it really mean? Well, I learned, we just we call it SAMIC, that acronym. SAMIC, okay. I learned okay. that from Dr. Glasser when I was studying choice theory. And so I, I think it originated with him, but there's, there's acronyms for goal-making that are similar to SAMIC, um, but that's the one that I learned when I was learning choice theory. Because one of the big themes of the Serendipity Journal, now this is a middle grades chapter book designed for grades four through six, and it takes some of the concepts that I write about in the path to serendipity, some choice theory concepts, and applies them to a compelling fictional story. And when I was teaching that serendipity character education class when I was a 7th and 8th grade teacher, I wished for a book like this. I wished for a fictional book that would allow students to learn these concepts in this kind of fun yet compelling way where they could read about it in somebody else's life and then turn around and figure out, okay, how, how does this apply to my life and how does right. this look in my life? In the SAMIC part where we're we're making sure that we're making realistic goals. So they're simple, attainable, measurable, immediate. And then that, that C, I think, is the most important piece. Yes. Contingent only upon myself. Because that, that process of making SAMIC goals is really focusing on what is within my control and what is not. And that's, that's that theme of that concept in the book. It's, it's really helping students understand that there are some things that are not within our control, but there are a lot of things that are within our control, and often the things that really matter are within our control. Even though we spend our time focusing on the things we can't, <laughs> um, we would be better off if we spent our time focusing on the things that are within our control and then in, in taking control of those situations. And so that is a major theme of the Serendipity Journal, and I think that's just a beautiful thing to teach middle-grade students because so many adults don't even have that concept down. Absolutely. Well, and hold that thought because I want to talk so much more about your books. I want to make sure this this next giveaway is in your honor, Allison, and I want to make sure that we have time for it. I have so many more questions for you, so hold on, okay? But this giveaway, you guys, it's, oh, again, of course, it's open to all educators in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road. I have Allison's books, you guys. They're amazing. First of all, I have four copies of Allison's middle grade chapter book, and she said fourth through sixth. I feel that this book is good for fourth and up, even adults. Um, It's extraordinary. It's called the Serendipity Journal, so I've got four copies of that, and I have ten copies of her The Princes of Serendip children's book. This is a wonderful book for younger kids. It reinforces social and emotional learning goals, like the value of kindness, gratitude, and hard work in very meaningful ways. It's awesome. And I also have six Amazon gift cards, so six more of you can buy whichever of the two books you choose. So there will be 20 teacher recipients from this giveaway, and each will receive the Serendipity Journal, the Princess of Serendip, or an Amazon gift card to buy either one of those. Awesome, right? So to enter, just go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening. Just follow those simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post. Remember, you guys, to include tonight's code word serendipity. 
as part of your entry comment, even if you included it in tonight's earlier giveaway. That officially enters you, okay? This giveaway will be open until just after the end of the show, till 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern tonight. And we'll announce the 20 recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon. Huge thanks to Allison for donating the four copies of her chapter book and for offering to personally ship the 10 Princes of Serendip books to the recipients. And great big thanks also to Lori Stinas and her Keller Williams real estate team and to Mo Anderson on behalf of Keller Williams and her beautiful A Joy-Filled Life book for also helping to make this giveaway possible. So Allison, I like you just shared You touched upon it, and I want to dive a little bit more into it. You shared that one of the reasons you wrote the Serendipity Journal was that you wanted to have a book to help kids learn certain skills, you know, within that compelling story. But even though you're a voracious reader, you couldn't find the book with quite that message you were looking for. So you wrote it, which is what you just shared. (laughs) And, you know... I, I, again, I have to say that this book just blew me away. It has such a unique and engaging and wonderful approach to connecting with kids. I learned so much reading it, and I think every parent and educator should read it, like I said. It's, a, it's like a view or an insight into some things that are key in our lives and into our kids' lives. So in addition to the, the same goals and the choice theory that we just talked about, are there any, I want to make sure everybody knows, are there any other key messages that you wanted to make sure kids and all of us glean from that particular special book? Yes. So at the, well, I can't give away the ending, but there is a part <laughs> of the main character, who, her name is Kippoli, and that was my late mom's name. So Which is so the coolest thing ever. Oh, so special to use her unique name in the book. And there's a lot of autobiographical or biographical components embedded in the book. And, and I give those away in the behind the scenes information at the end of the book. So it's kind of fun. Students can, can see um, which parts were really parts of, of my life or my mom's life. But in, in the book, the main character goes through something very difficult and starts thinking about instead of waiting for further fallout after this really difficult event, how can I grab hold of the situation and have it work out the way that I want it to work out? And yeah. I think that's such an important lesson for, for children, for all of us, really, in that, you know, bad things happen. Like we yeah. have a, a, we're going to go through painful events. But rather than waiting to see what happens after those, that bad event or painful event, we can figure out, okay, what can I do to write the next chapter of this story? What can I do to be in control of how this goes from here? And th- there's a great example of that in the book that I think is such a powerful moment where the, the main character gives a speech and a, a group of students asked me a couple of weeks ago, what's, what was my favorite part of the book? And it definitely is the speech at the end of the book is my very favorite part of the book. Oh, I love that part too. I mean, goosebumps. You guys, you've got to get this book. If you've got a child anywhere from fourth grade and up, summer reading, the Serendipity Journal, Allison Apsey, get it. Seriously. It will, it will be a tremendous help for everything we're going through right now in the world, but also as they head into next school year, it just it can give them a vision 
for what how they want their school year to be. So, Allison, I want to make sure we touch on some of your other books as well. You've also have two remarkable what you call professional development books, but I think they're also wonderful for anyone, whatever job anybody has. They're called, and you mentioned these before, but I want to make sure everybody knows, they're called The Path to Serendipity and Through the Lens of Serendipity. And before, we've touched upon this a little bit tonight, but before we teach our kids something, it's so helpful to have a handle on it and be living it ourselves. So to summarize your Path to Serendipity book in a nutshell, How can we, you know, in a one-minute elevator speech, you know, how can we each best live a life of serendipity? And I think this is kind of really a two-part question. How can we do so in our lives in general? And then more specifically, how can we do so as an educator? Right, right. And and there's so much crossover there. And you're right. These concepts, they're not exclusive to education. They can be applied to, to our personal lives or to any work setting. Um, but really, it's, it's understanding the, the, the concepts of William Glasser's five basic needs and, and some of the basic concepts of you know, focusing on what's within our control and creating a need-satisfying life for ourselves. That has to come first because when we are in good alignment and good balance, then we're better able to provide and serve those around us. And for us, it's our students and our colleagues and, of course, our families. And in the path to serendipity, there are a lot of school stories and, and, and um, strategies and applications for school. But Chapter 2 is about my marriage. <laughs> and Chapter 8 is about the, going through the, the trauma of um, my mom's illness and, and eventual death. And so there's, there's, it weaves in and out of yes. you know, the education world and our, our personal lives. And a lot of people outside of education have read The Path to Serendipity and uh, appreciate it. And the subtitle is Discover the Gifts Along Life's Journey. And that's that, that idea of serendipity where if, if we look for the gifts in everything we experience, we'll find them. They are absolutely there. Um, like the 10th the chapter is called Assuming Takes a Role on Relationships, a Toll on Relationships. So really focusing on how can we nurture ourselves, how can we nurture the relationships around us so that we can all live our best lives. And the path to serendipity is it just really is a, a look within and um, an opportunity to read my stories, but then reflect on your own personal stories and, and how these concepts apply in your own life. Well, and then your your other PD book, professional development book, Through the Lens of Serendipity, is, is more outward-looking in terms of helping others live in serendipity. So this is another big question. How can a teaching team and a principal and a school staff and, and even a family and a community all best support each other in living in serendipity? Right. I think number one is that understanding that behavior is pur- purposeful. It's not personal. We, yes. take, we take things as personal attacks way too often, and people don't think about us as much as we think that they think about us. They're thinking right. about themselves. And, understand. and then the other thing is that we're, we're all looking at the world around us through different lenses. I love the idea of one of the don'ts um, with empathy is don't put yourself in someone else's shoes because you're going to wind up with more than just stinky feet. We, we can't put ourselves in someone else's shoes as much as we might try to. We, 
We don't have their previous experiences. We don't have exact same values or biases. Like we, we cannot look at the world in the same way someone else looks at the world. So instead of trying to think, huh, how would I feel in their situation? Ah. It's more about how are they feeling with ah. everything that they, all their previous experiences and everything they have going on, how are they feeling in that situation? And how can I support them from where they stand? Oh my gosh, I really like that. Well, and then, okay, so taking it one step further, how can we then best teach this serendipity way of life to our kids? And maybe especially during something like these challenging pandemic and big movement times in our nation's history. Yeah, and I think social-emotional learning and, and those, those character skills are going to be more important now than ever. And when we, when we teach character skills or social-emotional learning, we have to start with that self-awareness. Because if I am not aware of my own feelings, I can't yet understand the impact of my behavior on others. So once, once we start with that self-awareness and, and help our students identify their feelings, understand if, you know, if they're coming into school on green, yellow, or red, and on, then we can help them understand the impact of their behavior on others and how to nurture and support relationships. But like that concept of don't, don't put yourself in someone else's shoes, kids can get that. If we teach it, they, they can get it. They are deep thinkers, and they just need us to, to help them with the reflection and the skills and, and just to start the conversation. They'll take it from there. They're amazing. Uh, yes. I, I love all of this so, so much. I think it's just so helpful all the way around. I mean, everything that you've shared tonight is something that we can all really, again, this summer, reflect on and I think come up with um, meat and potatoes ways to really put this into effect uh, because we've got a we've man we've got a lot of work to do to figure out next school year for example you know how are we really going to make this work how are we going to address I mean it, you know the the Black Lives Matter movement there how crucial is that in our nation's history right now the rioting that's happened I started Right Road Kids after being threatened by a young teenage boy during the 1992 riots so but I I you know, everything, it's so interesting because everything we're talking about tonight, I think that's what I did. I looked for the nuggets, the the light, the, the serendipity, the what am I going to now do with my life to make a difference? And, and kids can be taught this and they're hungry for this. So, yeah. Allison, is there a final message you'd like to share this evening with all of our wonderful Right Road friends listening? You know, whatever is on your heart. Yes. Um so I actually am in my office right now, and I have a quote by Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. And I, this quote was given to me by one of my parents at school years and years ago, and it's hung in my office ever since. And I think it applies to everything that we're going through right now more than ever. And it's the most beautiful people we have known are those who have known defeat, known suffering, known struggle, known loss and have found their way out of the depths. These persons have an appreciation, a sensitivity, and an understanding of life that fills them with compassion, gentleness, and a deep, loving concern. Beautiful people do not just happen. And our current circumstances can help us become even more beautiful if, if we make that decision. 
Yes. Oh, my gosh. I, I just, I have goosebumps. I feel like we shared something very, very important and significant tonight. I just really do. I'm, I'm very moved. <laughs> I love Aww. every On the Right Road Thanks. show that I do, but I'm just feeling very emotional and very moved, and I think everything that was said tonight is just going to be a huge blessing for so many people. Uh, thank you so much, Allison. I mean, you're an amazing human being, and all of your books and resources are godsends. Um, and I, I do want to make sure to mention that if you would like Allison to speak at your school or event, you can connect with her about that or find her blog and how to purchase any of her books on her website. And that's just simply allisonapsey.com. That's A-L-L-Y-S-O-N-A-P-S-E-Y.com. I really, really hope you'll go check it out. Um, everything she puts out into the world is wonderful. So thank you again so much, Allison, for being here with us on the right road. And oh, I, I hope that we can stay longtime friends. I feel like I've made a friend for life here. Oh, me too, Paula. It's been a complete joy to connect with you and to be able to connect with your audience. And I just so appreciate this opportunity to learn and, and have a conversation and, and grow. So thank oh, you. You're welcome. Uh, mutual admiration society here because I'm just <laughs> <laughs> and as I always like to make sure to do you guys I want to thank our On the Right Road sponsors Right Road Kids Right Road Reductions Nair Seat Sack the Southern California DCH Audi Honda Ford Lexus and Toyota car dealerships and their support companies the Just Shop with Jackie Facebook group Lori Stinas and her Keller Williams real estate team and of course Mo Anderson on behalf of of Keller Williams and her extraordinary A Joy-Filled Life book. Reminder, you guys, to mark your calendars for Sunday, July 12th. That's our next live on the Right Road show date. And in the meantime, we'll always have some Sunday fun day surprise on deck for you each week, whether it be a click and listen for the radio show or a Facebook Live. We've always got uplifting Right Road programs and surprises in the works for you on Sundays and every day. And you guys, speaking of surprises, I was able to squish in here to our time a bonus giveaway for you guys. I have some Amazon gift cards to help you just prepare for the school year to come. This is always one of my favorite things to give. And then even after this, I have another awesome giveaway way at the end of the show. So I just wanted to make this a super special summer fun giveaway for you guys. So this bonus giveaway, I have four $25 Amazon gift cards and two $50 Amazon gift cards to help, like I said, to help you all prepare for the school year to come. This is one of my email giveaways. I didn't have time to create a post for it, so it's one of my email giveaways. So just email me at heypaula, that's H-E-Y Paula, P-A-U-L-A, at rightroadkids.org. Just jot Amazon gift card in the subject line so I can see at a glance that you're entering. And then in the body of the email, include your school, city, and state so I know that you're a teacher. Again, for the all these Amazon gift cards, just email me at heypaula, H-E-Y-P-A-U-L-A, at rightroadkids, that's R-I-G-H-T-R-O-A-D-K-I-D-S dot org. Jot Amazon gift card in the subject line so I can see that you're entering. And then in the body of the email, include your school, city, and state so I know you're a teacher. That's it. 
This opportunity will be open until 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern tonight. And I'll announce the six recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon. And a quick reminder, you guys, if you have not already done so, something that is super helpful is if you if you have not already signed up as a Right Road teacher friend on our Right Road Kids Facebook page, make sure you do that. Whenever you're a recipient, we need you to do that so you get into our mailing system. And if you do it ahead of time, Marcy's nodding. <laughs> it helps us tremendously. If you've already done it, you don't need to do it again. But if you have not already done so, just go to our Right Road Kids uh, website, Right Road Kids. Uh, just Google it. It'll come right up, rightroadkids.org. And then just click the sign up tab. It's on the right side of the page. It takes literally 30 seconds. And then you'll be connected with us. You'll receive our Right Road emails um, with tons of other giving opportunities. And uh, I hope you'll do that because it makes life so much easier for us if we need to connect with you. Um, And you guys, I wanted to make sure to share a very, very special nugget with you all this evening. I always like to kind of wrap up the show with nuggets from my heart that you can take with you into the rest of the week and into the school year, um, and in, in this case, into the summer and the rest of 2020. Um, and I just have one tonight because it's so special. I had an incredibly serendipitous moment just a few days ago relating to this show and the timing of everything going on in the world. And as Allison and I spoke about earlier, my mom has cancer. And because of the pandemic, I can't see her, which is just crazy. It's so hard. Her immune system is is too compromised with her chemo treatments and her overall health in general because of the cancer. So what I do is I call her every day. And during our call this past Wednesday, we were talking about the Black Lives Matter movement and the rioting and the whole big picture of everything going on in tonight's radio show. And she shared something with me that she never had before. Just wait till you hear. It is such a beautiful example of how things should be. And how they can be if we all just live serendipitously and aim every day to do the right thing and just love and care about humanity and the world. So here's what she shared with me. When my mom was 21 years old, she was working uh, as a secretary for a local firm in the Midwestern town where she grew up. And after work, one of the things she and her girlfriends would like to do was go to a local club where a gentleman played the piano. It It was a piano bar. It's a college town, and the college had a strong music program, and the piano player was one of the college students. And as it turns out, he was one of the only African-American people in the whole area. And, oh my gosh, they became fast friends. The piano player, my mom, and her girlfriends, you know, they'd often invite each other over to each other's houses and get together and have fun. And one day, my mom got together with her piano player friend for coffee at the local coffee shop. They were hanging out like friends do, and the next day, when my mom went to work, when she got there, all the bigwig attorneys called her into the conference room. She had no idea what what they wanted to talk to her about. Of course, she assumed it was something to do with work, but she did think it was odd that they were all in there together waiting for her, and as it turns out, they actually said that if she wanted to work there, she wasn't allowed to be seen with the African-American person. Uh, Apparently a buzz had already started around town and they actually asked her, well, what would our clients think of their secretary hanging out with an African-American man? I'm just, just thinking about that is unbelievable to me. What? 
So they gave her this ultimatum and said, work here or no friend, or work here and no friend, or don't work here. And here's this 21-year-old young lady in a room full of men scolding her for having a friend. She was completely in shock. She immediately said that she hadn't done anything wrong, that he was a good friend, and that not being his friend wasn't the right thing to do. They stood their ground and said they would give her a day to think about whether she was going to keep her friend or her job. And she walked back to her desk in total shock. And here's the beautiful part, you guys. Within minutes after catching her breath, to even grasp what her bosses had just told her and what had happened, my mom walked back into that conference room and said, I don't need a day to think about it. I don't even need another minute to think about it. What you're asking me to do is wrong. And I won't stop seeing my friend. If you need to fire me, that's okay. I can go get another job, but I'm not going to do something that isn't right to my friend. And then she walked out and went on with her day. So the next day, she gets to work, and the bosses call her in again, and they say, you know, we've thought about it, and you're right. We respect you, and we don't want you to leave. There are so many awesome things about this that I, 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 I hardly even know where to start. First, we have to remember and keep in perspective that this was 60 years ago. And in these kind of cases, a woman did what men said. Or the consequences, they could be devastating. I mean, the whole county would have shunned my mom at the time. It's just how it was in the workplace and in so many aspects of life. And she stood up to that and she did the right thing. I mean... It's just so awesome. And second, I mean, that's my mom. (laughs) And when she told me, so many things washed over me. The timing of her telling me right before this particular show and during the current unrest in our country and in the world. But most importantly, I realized in a whole new way where a big part of the love and compassion and care for every human being that I feel so deeply came from. It came from my mom. And I started Right Road Kids after being threatened by a young teen during the 1992 LA riots. And I can't help but see the connecting point with my mom and how she stood up for what was right. And what a story she shared and lived that I think we can all learn so much from in so many ways. So let's all learn from that truly beautiful example and live a serendipitous life doing what's right for each other and for the world and teaching our kids to love and do what's right. It is possible. We just have to do it, all of us. We just have to choose serendipity and love and not worry about the rest. Because you know what? There's always another job. But there isn't a chance to take something horrible back once it's out there. I am just, I'm so proud of my mom. And I'm so proud to be her daughter. And what a perfect nugget to wrap up tonight's message. I just really, really hope that this show has been a wonderful, uplifting, hope and love-filled blessing for you and that maybe you're feeling a bit more at peace and, and more focused on looking at the summer and at the school year to come in life in general with positivity and hope. And as promised, I have one more awesome summer fun on the Right Road giveaway for you this evening. Remember to check the big announcement post on Tuesday afternoon, you guys to see if you're a recipient so you know how to respond. This third giveaway, it's open to all educators in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road right now. I've kind of made it a tradition over the last couple of years to include a Bath and Body Works giveaway as part of our summer kickoff episode as a special gift to help a whole bunch of you catch your breath and pamper yourself with their wonderful products. So I have two great big Bath and Body Works product gift packs. Each is worth about 40 bucks, And I have 18 
$10 Bath and Body Works gift cards. So there will be a total of 20 recipients for this giveaway, and each will receive a Bath and Body Works gift pack or a gift card. Just go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening to enter. Just follow those simple entry guidelines, and remember to include tonight's code word serendipity as part of your entry comment, okay? Once again, tons of thanks to Allison Apsey for being my wonderful guest here this evening. Thank you to Marcy for her behind-the-scenes work. Thank you to Andrew, my engineer, and the whole Voice America team. And thank you all so very much for listening and being a part of the Right Road family. Blessings, love, and light to every single one of you. And in case you missed any part of this tonight's show or would like to share it, It'll be this episode will be available to listen to or download for free. And as I've been doing, I'll post the link on our Right Road Kids Facebook page within about a half hour after we wrap up here. Okay. Um, remember that the next live on the Right Road Show will be on Sunday, July twelfth, here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. And you can always connect with us, you guys, on our Right Road Kids Facebook page and on our website at rightroadkids.org. You guys always remember that you are special, appreciated, and loved. Until next time, Sunday, July 12th at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 Eastern, here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, be that daily, positive, bold, empowered inspiration for the kids in your life and live your best, most amazing life on the right road. Remember to take deep breaths every day to find and feel and celebrate the serendipitous moments in everything around you. I love you all so much. Thank you for listening to On the Right Road with your host, Paula Phillips. Connect with us anytime at www.rightroadkids.org or at Right Road Kids on Facebook. And we'll catch you again here every first and third Sunday of the month at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Right Road. Right Road.